Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Recorded live. Peace and blessings. This is Scribe EK. Today is Tuesday. November 21st, 2017, and today's topic is distractions. The reason why I want to speak on this topic is because it's more crucial than ever that we recognize what is distracting us from our overall purpose in our respective lives. Uh, on the path that we've chosen to embark on as individuals, we have to identify the distractions that's keeping us from fulfilling our full potential. And so that way, we're more in a better position moving forward to take care of the things that matter. And what happens is truth versus falsehood. And I was speaking on this yesterday about the confusion that goes on in our society and in our in our daily lives and how it impacts our affairs and how successful we are at accomplishing the things that we are setting out to do. And a lot of it comes down to the distractions that are permeating most of our daily existence, if you will. And unfortunately, it goes back to, you know, the leadership, those who are esteemed to be leaders of a so-called society, and what that necessarily means for many of us. And a lot of times we don't equate a lot of times we don't equate uh some of the roadblocks that are in our path some of it is a result of the distractions that we've encountered and why uh the confusion that results out of that becomes to grow widespread and how do we combat that? How do we combat the notion of overcoming these distractions that plague us? Because the distractions exist in a lot of different ways. It takes many different forms. It comes in the forms of people. It comes in the forms of material uh, goods. It comes in the uh, illusion of certain, quote-unquote, opportunities, whether it be financial, whether it be uh there's opportunities in general that may, you know, have the elusive, it may have that presents the illusion of having a so-called better life or better way of doing things. And it can very well appeal to you, and it does appeal to your ego, um, but you obviously have to take a step back and really look at it for what it really is. Um, and sometimes... Again, it takes a little bit of patience. It takes a, uh, an extended amount of discipline to see that. And the distractions can come in the form of sweet language. You know, and Satan is the grand architect of sweet language. And you may be on the path of truth and righteousness and 
trying to overcome the odds of, you know, you know, trying to do the right thing, but yet at the same token, you'll be plagued with this, uh, this voice that will say, yeah, you know, why don't you come this route? This route is, you know, more beautiful instead. And then you say, yeah, you know, I might want to do that. It looks appealing. It looks alluring. Yeah, I'm going to give it a try. And without much consideration, without pondering, without weighing things, without allowing reason to counsel you, you make the ra- irrational decision that can set you back tenfold. And this is why it is very important that we develop as much discipline as possible to the point where we can allow ourselves to not be plagued by the distractions that exist around us. This happens when, you know, it's it's everywhere in government law and commerce. The distractions exist everywhere. The path of the straight and narrow is not an easy road. There's, there's, There's no such thing as one individual being able to miraculously walk through life without any type of distractions that is trying to uh, get your attention. The challenge is how do we avoid the distractions or how do we block it from getting into our daily existence and being able to accomplish the things that we have set out to do. Because we may set out goals for ourselves, you know, high goals that we deem as realistic. We figured it out. We planned it. Now, granted, there are some things that are beyond our control, but more so than not, when we have planned out the activities that we've set out to do, the ego will tempt you to deviate because it may find an opportunity that's more conducive that you may that may appear to be more conducive, but without the proper analysis, without the proper investigation and weighing out the pros and the cons and the, you know, all of those different things, you won't be able to see whether or not that opportunity is actually a distraction from your original intention. Because guess what? For my dear chief administrator, dear Bubba Priest, have always taught us about contracts, about it's all about the contracts that we set out with each other, with ourselves. The universe will respond accordingly. So... When we deviate from what is in the contract, that's when we come into these pitfalls. So what is the distraction, right, that's going to allow us to breach these contracts? Because that's ultimately what's causing the breach in a lot of the contracts that we engage in. It's the distractions. It's the distractions. There's so many things that will allow us to not fulfill contracts that we've set out to do or obligations that we've set up to do because we get distracted by temptation, by the marks of opportunities that we may feel like look better, that that uh, seem larger than what is really being presented. So all of these things we have to keep in mind about how we uh, dissect these things in terms of how we're handling our affairs, because it's not easy to do these things. It's, it's, it's definitely not easy to look at oneself and say, how do I control the urge to be lured into the temptation of something that looks good and may feel good, 
but yet have the patience necessary to figure out what it is that is being brought to my attention and recognize it as whether or not it being legitimate or just being itself a form of a distraction in the, in the disguise of Satan. And so this is why, like, we can look no further in the scriptures when it talks about when the one we know of today as Jesus in ancient times was referred to as, and known as Yeshua, when he was tempted by Satan to have the whole world at the palm of his hand, paraphrasing. But the story, nevertheless, is, Satan told him to bow down to him, that he'll have all of the kingdoms of the earth, that he'll be, he'll be his if he just bows down to Satan. And Yeshua said, get away from me, Satan, right? Here's a man that walked this earth that you can really say has overcome the world. He has overcome the flesh. He's overcome the vices that plague a lot of us, right? He was able to purify himself in the midst of all of the chaos and all of the idolatry and all of the messiness that life presented itself during the time he was walking this earth. But yet he still had the discipline necessary to overcome the distraction that Satan was posing to him that was going to cause him to deviate from his mission. He is about his father's business. He is about his father's business, the work of his father, to bring in the kingdom of his people. Could he let the fact, the illusion of having the whole world at his fingertips, the whole world at his fingertips under him just because of how perceivably powerful he has been presented to the people, right? But Satan comes in the form and says, you can bow down to me, man, I'll make you the man of everybody. you be the king. You Everybody will be under your subjection. But he said no because it wasn't a legitimate opportunity. It looked good, and I'm pretty sure he gave it some thought, as we all would have. But what was the overall mission that he was set out to do? What was his contract that he had with his father? The contract he had with his father was to fulfill the law, not to destroy the law or the prophets, but to fulfill it. That is his contract that he had, and he did fulfill that, and he needed to fulfill that. So if he didn't fulfill that, why would he all of a sudden just wants to deviate from doing that. What benefit would he have obtained if he had just deviated? Would we ever know who Yeshua was? Would we know the magnitude of the work that he did for his people? And the example that he displayed for all for all nationalities and regardless of your skin color or your national or your creed or the religion you subscribe to. The example has been set forth. So the legacy that he left was worth more in the long run than having riches in the short term that would have made him be destruct that would have potentially destroyed him in the process of trying to fulfill his mission. But because he was going to do that, if he were to do that, he wouldn't have a quote-unquote Messiah that we can say, yeah, 
he died for our sins, relatively speaking. So this is why it's very important that we recognize opportunities for what it is. What is being, what do we need to sacrifice in order to obtain the long-term reward that the Most High has set forth before us? Because the scriptures always talk about work your work be times, and in his time he'll give you your reward. What reward is that? You and I may not know that right now because we have to work our work to find out. Doors are going to open for you when you're legitimately and sincerely honest in fulfilling your contract of the work that you've set out to do, that you have promised to yourself, to the universe, it will respond accordingly. It will respond accordingly. And it's the same thing when we're dealing with people, our brothers and sisters. We have to honor thy word. We have to honor the contract. We have to honor the deed that we set out to perform for each other. So therefore, we wouldn't be distracted by things that are not necessarily good for our betterment or our obligation that we set out to do. So that way we can continue to seamlessly and without issues or unnecessary conflict plague us in the midst of us performing what we we need to perform. So the distractions that plague us in modern day society has a lot to do with how we view life and how we interpret the things that are going on in government long commerce respectively in the whole wide world. So how many of us can really honestly say we understand the government structure that governs this planet? How many of us can really understand the kingdoms that exist? How many of us can really understand that there's still kings and queens and monarchs and other kingdoms that are actually functionally uh, governing societies right now. Do any of us take the time to consider these things? Some of us may do, some of us may not, right? But because it is not advertised and because it's not deemed as being a quote-unquote popular uh, topic of investigation or of study or of conversation, we may feel as though that these things don't necessarily exist or that doesn't really have an effect on how we live our day-to-day lives, so to speak. I bet to differ that it really does have a lot to do with our daily lives. Because if I was a ruler and I was supposedly wicked, not that I am, not that I intend to ever be, but just for the sake of argument and an example, if one was a wicked ruler, Is it in my best interest for people to understand my wicked agenda? So I have to make people be distracted on things that don't carry any weight and value to anyone's progressive improvement on their character, their financial situation, their health, their sense of well-being, anything that would enhance the quality of living I have to have distractions that would deviate from that or at least give you the presentation that what is being presented to you is worth more and counts more and is worth more investigation and topic of study 
than actually understanding and investigating what's going on on this planet Earth, particularly in government and commerce and law, because these things are never going to go away. So what are we distracted with today? We may feel as though that because life may be so tough and so challenging and so like a gridiron, it's like it never ends, it never stops, it's endless. But what is the distraction today? We are inundated with sports and entertainment. We are inundated with celebrities, profiles. We have esteemed them as idol gods. We've esteemed them as opponents of so-called leaders in our society. But the fundamental question is, do they have the ability to create law? No, right? So why do we deem them as gods? Now, this doesn't mean that we can't acknowledge the talent, or better yet, let me say, skill set that they was able to develop over the course of their years and lifetime, and, you know, be acknowledged for that and recognized for that. There's nothing wrong with that. But when it is excessive to the point where it is not shaping the essential fabric of how we are to live amongst each other and actually do the right things and being a positive example and positive influence, now that's where it becomes borderline of a distraction from doing the things that are necessary for our betterment. But we do have artists and quote-unquote entertainers of ours that do make it a fiduciary responsibility to ensure that whatever it is that they are doing within their art, that it has some type of social responsibility in being able to help people obtain an elevated sense of self, elevate their self-esteem, elevate their cognition levels to the point where they can be inspired to not be distracted by the things that don't matter. So if it's added in that context, then yes, we shouldn't have a problem because that is also very important that we do recognize the arts and the culture that does have an important fabric in our society, so to speak. But when it's being overly uh, advertised to the point where it becomes where the artists themselves are not taking the responsibility to be the positive influences or positive examples and exempting themselves from the responsibility of how their art does have an enormous impact and influence and how particularly young people shape their selves and how they're growing, then that's where it becomes a problem and that's when it becomes a distraction, right? So we have to be able to define the parameters of a lot of the things that are going on in our society, right? And sports also, right? Now, sports, when you're a young individual, it may foster camaraderie, teamwork, discipline, you know, leadership, you know, these fundamental qualities that will help people live a, you know, a better life, so to speak. But at what point do we say enough is enough? Or what point do we say we have to also take into consideration the other elements that may be of equal or better importance that will actually have long-term range of effects on how we deal with one another. 
particularly in government, law, commerce, science, technology, engineering, and math, all of those different areas. But those are still subsets of commercial activity, right? So we can't get away from the fabrics of government, law, and commerce, rules and order, protocol. We have to understand that these things exist for a reason because the sun, the stars, and the moons, they're all governed by law, nature's law. So the sun doesn't say, well, I'm more important than the moon. The sun doesn't say I'm more important than the stars. Neither one of these essential elements say that they're important more than the other. So we have to understand what it is that we are being presented with and how it is either forming a distraction or is it forming the improvement in our daily lives. And it's not easy, of course, because, you know, you know, we're in this time right now where a lot of things are sort of ambiguous and a lot of blurred lines between a lot of things. And so it takes a little bit of effort to figure out some of these things. And there's no problem with that. But we have to be very adamant in our discipline and shaping our discipline and being able to identify constructs that don't have our best interests to heart. Because you are the chief executive of your life. The most high is obviously your requirements manager. The ultimate requirement is found in the scriptures. How do we do these things? How do we live our lives? How do we obtain everlasting life for our generations to, generations to come? We have to be the examples. We have to set these precedents. We have to set the standard and quality of living that allows us to do the right thing. So that way when our children comes up, they will see that our forefathers have done all the necessary groundwork. All they have to do is maintain the consistency of it all. So it's not as difficult as it may seem. The only reason why in modern-day society that it becomes difficult for a lot of these things is because of the priorities that we've all having been engulfed in over the years. So our priorities are not in cohesion with one another. It's all in competition. So we may feel as though what someone stands for is more important or has more of a better effect than somebody else's than what they're doing. So this is where the clash comes in a lot of times. And if we're not focused on developing common goals amongst each other and developing our skill sets independently so when we come back to the forefront together, we can do these things. But when we are left to ourselves to be individualistic and rather than team players, that's where we really get distracted from what really counts in the midst of it all, you see. So all in all, you know, we just have to understand some of the things that, you know, our attention is being focused on. Um, and this is why, like, it doesn't matter, uh, you know, your nationality, the skin color, you know, because these are all forms of, it does matter quite all right as far as your nationality in terms of who you belong to verifiably and stuff like that, but that shouldn't negate that you should not display good behavior towards other people outside of yourself. You should always do that, no matter what. 
right? But it lends itself to the point in today's society that it has also become a form of a distraction from showing good character, that good character has become secondary to one's nationality or to one's skin color or to what one identifies with as far as a religion. These are all forms of distractions in of itself from achieving the common goal because there's nothing wrong with being part of a nationality that allows you to work through your people, for your people, and by your people, but also at the same time be able to coexist with those outside of yourself so everybody can live in harmony. Everyone is respectful. Everyone is loving. Everyone can extend an arm necessary if one is not able to be self-sufficient at one point in time. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's how it's shaped and it's how it's carried out and it's how it's presented to the people, whether in the form of a betterment activity or distracted activity, right? So that's where we got to start defining these parameters ourselves, right? And that's entirely how the scriptures are designed because if you notice, I mean, it does say that, you know, the most high is not only the most high to the Jews, but also to the Gentiles. But in what capacity, right? So that means the message and the fiduciary responsibility for all of us to be able to become self-sufficient within our own respective uh, nationalities and governments that we're able to erect for ourselves, that's where that message is also universal. But when we allow these things to get in the way of treating people with love and respect, now that's where the problem becomes in, and that's when that concept that was once supposed to be noble can become a distraction in being able to fulfill the overall responsibility of good character and having good manners and having all of those positive characteristic qualities that allows you to coexist with one another peacefully. That was the theme that even Martin Luther King was also trying to get across as well. Because let a man be let a man be judged by the content of his heart, the content of his character, as opposed to the skin color. Because the skin color is just a deterrent, right? It is not necessarily what makes an individual an individual. It is the individual speech, it is their behavior, it is their conduct. The skin color is just the overall architecture or rather the frontier layer that one sees that allows it to identify with an individual. But that doesn't give the individual the credence necessary to be better or worse than somebody else because of lack of a skin color or the absence of someone not having the same skin color as one, right? Because I'm quote-unquote dark-skinned and someone is quote-unquote light-skinned doesn't mean that one is better than the other. Whose behavior is it going to be weighed in, right? Because this is how we have to judge things objectively and impartially. Because when we allow skin color, when we allow nationality to affect our ability to have sound decision-making, that's when these things can become distractions. And in reality... All idolatry is forms of distractions because we can turn some concepts into idol God worship. We can turn some of these things that were supposed to be pleasant, but when it's being used in an excessive manner and used to be mistreated, then that's when it becomes idolatry because there's no longer 
is no longer essential. It becomes a distraction and it becomes destructive in the process. So we're not achieving the overall benefit of whatever the concept that was set out originally and intentionally was supposed to set out. We are not fulfilling that anymore. So, you know, it's a lot to think about, you know, in our society. It's a lot to think about. It is a lot to digest. Uh, because you know, like you know, like like mentioned before, we, we're on this hamster wheel, you know, and we're we're trying to figure a lot of things out in a very short amount of time, and we can get burned out in the process, you know. We may not, we you know, we may feel like we're neglecting uh, some of the people that are dear to us, you know. We may. You know, not necessarily understand what it is, it, what what it really means to really love that brother and love that sister as thyself. And we're constantly, constantly, constantly in a hamster wheel. You know, and again, this is where more than ever, particularly our people, our brothers and sisters who identify as Negroes, but we have to really look at ourselves. And we have to start identifying those of us who are proficient in a lot of skill sets so we can bring our skill sets together and build infrastructure that allows us to become self-sufficient. Because that's really the name of the game right now, you know, because all other nationalities outside of us are able to be self-sufficient because they all they're doing is during critical years in their lifetime, are spending time enough with each other, developing their skill sets, without becoming, without be, without becoming, um, without becoming uh, antisocial, without becoming individualistic, they're becoming team oriented, and recognizing the bigger picture and recognizing the overall goal, which is. We need to stick together. We need to love each other. We need to understand that everything that we're doing is not just for me. That in the long term, my fellow brothers and sisters are going to benefit from whatever the work and labor that I'm doing right now in the present moment. So we got to think like that as well. And this is why a lot of nationalities are able to come and have their own communities, you know, policed by them or at least policed for them or at least they have a community where you can walk through and feel a, a certain vibration level and sense a, a, a form of peace where you don't see too much crime that's being committed in their society, in their, in their communities. But they've, it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist, but it just means that to the point where they have it under control and they're able to affect politics that are able to be benefit them and their people much more rapidly and more effectively and efficiently than others may, may have the ability to do. So it is not a negative thing to look out for your people first, right? But we have to keep in mind now what is distracting us from doing that overall? Is it because we don't feel enough love for each other or do we feel like because we don't want to be, uh, we don't want to follow protocol or 
we have to figure out some of these things because we are very gifted individuals, our people in particular. You know, we set a lot of examples. We set a lot of trends. You know, we set a lot of different things that a lot of the world follows, particularly in music, particularly in sports. And there's no reason why we can extend that into engineering, science, technology, engineering, and math, where we can build architectures, where we can build infrastructures that allows our children's children to say, you know what, I'm glad that I'm a part of this legacy, that this legacy that I'm a part of is rich and 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 has a, a vast history that allows me to pull from, that gives me a lot of examples to say, you know what, I can do this the same way and be effective long-term and help do it my own generation. So this is, this is all the scriptures teach as well, you know, that you leave an inheritance for your children. But how do we do that, you see? So what is stopping us from doing that? You know, what is the excuses that are stopping us from doing that? Because the excuses are also distractions as well. So what is stopping us from really doing the right thing? A lot of us have gone to universities. A lot of us are in uh, avenues of trade or in school for trade. There's not a reason why we can't come together. doesn't matter at the current moment of what your nationality so-called is. If you are Haitian or, or Jamaican or Trinidadian or from Barbados, or from the islands, or from parts of West Africa, or North American Negroes in the North, in the South, or other parts of the U.S., we should be able to come together and say, you know what, XYZ is proficient in this area. They handle this area with these group of people that are also proficient in that area. And we come together and we do this as a collective. Because the time is now for us to do these things, because a lot of the stuff that is going on in our society it's not looking too good. We have to stick together more than ever. We have to become our source of wealth. We have to become our source of inner wealth. We have to become our source of revenue for each other, our source of quote-unquote income for each other. We have to fund each other's pockets. We have to depend on each other more than ever. And we have to put away the personality quirk. We have to put away the idolatrous beliefs. We have to put away... All of these different things that is getting in the way, which are forms of distractions, you see? Because we have to love our brothers and sisters a little bit more than we're used to. We have to be there a little bit more than we're used to. Because we haven't been taught holistically, consistently for a number of years. We've had it in spurts. We've had Black Wall Street. We've had parts of the Civil Rights Movement. We had... All of those different things, even when our ancestors were slaves, we still had some form of camaraderie that allowed us to at least identify the common enemy and stick together and being able to, you know, overcome that. So we had these, we, we are capable of doing these things. And that doesn't mean to say that there are people right now that are not still doing these things. There are very well people, our people, that are still making sure that they're doing the best to their ability with the resources and their know-how to generate a sufficient atmosphere that allows us to stick together and the network to do so. So this work is going on. We just have to make sure that we can identify these people and the personnel 
so we can all come together and say, you know what, let's build this stuff for our people. Let's work together. Then we can coexist. But until such a time, if we don't do that, we will forever complain while we're always last in this, while we're always last in that, while we're not recognizing this, while we'll always have to be, quote, unquote, first in someone else's jurisdiction in society. I'm the first black male to do this. I'm the first black female to do that. We shouldn't be the first to do anything. We should just do it just because we should do it. You know, so so that's how we got to look at these things, you know. And once we do that for our people, once we start to recognize these things as our people, the sky's the limit. And there's no telling what we can't do or achieve as a people because we would have the necessary know-how to do so. And when we do this, brothers and sisters, we will find out that our woes, our sorrows, will begin to dissipate. We won't feel as though we need to be able to prove ourselves to other people anymore or have to seek the validation from other people anymore because those are also forms of distractions in of itself. Do you sell your soul for some recognition or do you do the right thing? and let the recognition come as it may. If it does, it does. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But you work your work that the Most High oversees that. Most High oversees that. The Most High will give you the recognition in the form of positive outcomes that you may not even know will happen when you wake up the next day. So these are all things that we ought to take into consideration. And... One step at a time, one day at a time, one month at a time, one week at a time, one year at a time, one lifetime at a time, we'll all be able to do this as one. Thank you for listening. Peace and blessings.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.